Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. From roommates to co-hosts, this is The Back Check with Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner. Your go-to destination for New York hockey and NHL news. And now it's time to drop the puck. Here are your hosts, Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner. Welcome, everyone, to the Back Check on Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up Sports. We will be with you Tuesday, 5 to 6, every week. It's an awesome new thing that the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network is doing, partnering with Unhinged Radio Network. So now you guys can listen to us while you're driving home from work every Tuesday, 5 to 6 p.m. It's awesome. And Stefan, how are you doing today, my man? Episode 45. I like these whole numbers. So we have finally made it to number 45. Yeah, it's a great number and a great thing Belly Up Sports is doing. I'm actually getting ready to go to Disney today, you know, celebrating with the lovely, lovely Alyssa Lopez and go celebrating our anniversary and her birthday. So that should be a ton of fun. But Brendan, we haven't talked hockey in a little bit. I know, um, it's been be- a little hiatus for us. Be- before we get into uh, the NHL news, it's, you know, I feel like every episode is story time about my, my adult men's league, beer league team. So uh, we'll kick it off with another story. It was against your team. Unfortunately, you couldn't be there. But when I say stuff happened, stuff happened in that game. And it started in the opening minute. Guy on my team, probably our best player, decides, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna block a shot. I respect it. I'm a goalie. So I'm like, all right, our best player going in to block a shot. Love it. He blocks a shot, takes it right in the balls, right in the nuts. Family jewels, whatever to say on this friendly uh, network here. And um, he goes down. To, add, to make matters worse, the guy gets his own rebound and scores. But besides that, this guy is in a ton of pain, a ton of pain. I'm more pissed the goal went in, but he's in a ton of pain. He gets up. He plays the rest of the game. Clearly in pain, though. We get to the locker room, and he, he sits down in the locker room, and he can't get up. And he's like, guys, I, I just can't get up. So the team manager had to undress this kid. He's complaining about his, his family jewels the whole time. Like, all right, you're fine. Just shake it off. Next morning, we get a text. Hey, guys, I'm on the way to the hospital right now. I'm in so much pain. Well, it turns out he ruptured it, had to have surgery, and the anesthesia knocked him out. And then he says, okay, guys, I woke up from the anesthesia, and this was the first thing I said to the nurses. I said, quote, unquote, did you make them bigger? End quote. <laughs> True or not, I'm pretty sure see, this kid has noticed the lie. He said that's an embarrassing thing, but funny at the same time. He did say that to the nurses before falling asleep again. He's fine now. But, I mean, just every week there's something that happens with my team. And that, that was the second guy in the game, too, to get hit there as well, like in back-to-back shots. Second shot didn't go in, thankfully. But, yeah, I mean, pain tolerance. That's something we're going to get to yep, in a little is. bit. But, my God, I mean, watching that happen and then hearing about it, ugh. That's, yeah, that's no good. I actually played last night, and 
didn't have a cup on because I left it at home, I guess. So every time somebody was winding up, I was turning around, like doing the little, you know, ballerina twirl to get away from it because I did not want that to happen to me, especially after you had told me that story. So uh, kudos to him for, for battling through that. But, yeah, that's like every player in every sports worst nightmare right there is having the uh, the good he, old, you know. He was wearing downstairs. a cup. He was wearing a cup. It just went really. Yeah, it it just went underneath. Unfortunately for him, I thankfully it was a roller puck. Like, let's be thankful here because if it was an ice puck, he's probably losing one. Yeah, that happened to our buddy in college. Blocked the shot playing ice, Foster. Oh yeah, that that was was shout out to Christian Foster. I mean, yeah, that's again, hockey athletes for some reason the pain tolerance just isn't there because if you get hit like that in other sport. You're probably throwing a whole uh, theatrical performance and winning some uh, whatever the award is for theatrical performances. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But is yeah, it an Oscar? It's an Oscar. Yeah, you probably win Oscars. We see it in sports all the time. Basketball. I mean, come on. It's a hockey show. Let's keep it in hockey. But uh, another story, Brendan. And we'll get to a bunch of other stuff later. But you came over last night, and I was nice enough to give you my microwave because that's what friends do. And you're moving into your new house. Congratulations. Apartment. It's a big thing for okay, you. Okay, it's an apartment. It's, it's a house. It's not a house. You're in a house. You live inside the house. So that's your house. Anyway, so I give you my microwave. Hours late, I'm you know I'm excited to eat my leftover food, penny alla vodka. And uh, I go downstairs to heat it up. No microwave. <laughs> and I just thought about how being nice in life sometimes gets you nowhere. Because now i got to eat cold penny alla vodka. It was very unfortunate. Still good. Fantastic, fantastic Italian dish. But you stole my microwave, Brendan. You really well, did. Well, okay. I didn't steal it. All right, it was it. given to me because you and your family are angels. But at the same time, when you did call me later that night to tell me about that, I was laughing hysterically because that is the most Stefan story that I've ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> if I've known anything from living with you in college for four years – through all the years that we've known each other now, it's that your leftover food and you are synonymous, and I can only imagine <laughs> the, the look on your face when you realize there was no microwave yeah, for you. I'm walking down the stairs. I take it out of the fridge, and I go to turn, and I go, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like That's just like the worst thing to have possibly happen in that given moment, but we may do, Brendan. We, we may do. We did, and we're going to take a quick commercial break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Jack Eichel saga a little more, added to us by our former guest, Ryan Mead, and his antics, as well as a lot of other things on the list that we have to dive into over the last week and a half that we've been away. So come back and stay with us. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And welcome back to the back check, everybody. Brendan and Stefan here. Uh, so we'll dive into the Jack Eichel thing now because it's kind of taken <laughs> social media by storm. 
usually right now in the off season, we have a little bit of a Twitter lull, right, where all the fans are kind of just talking about nonsense that's not related to the sport. But Ryan Mead, you know, and the Blue Shirts Breakaway podcast gave us all something to talk about. Everyone's waiting for that ball to drop on the Jack Eichel trade saga. And Ryan Mead took matters into his own hands. Him and his buddy Greg Kaplan, who hosts a great show over there at Blue Shirts Breakaway, bought a billboard in Buffalo that read, aren't trade requests a pain in the neck hashtag free jack first of all the wording phenomenal the intent phenomenal i think it's it's humorous right i know there's so many people that are getting butthurt about it stop being butthurt it's a funny thing that he did people are like oh this is such a waste of money which you're gonna get into in a second it's not your money to waste so who cares what they did with it it's hysterical it's insulting to the Sabres because of all the things that are going on. <laughs> it's insulting. It never even says on the billboard that he they want him to come to the Rangers just in Rangers colors, right? Just get rid of the guy. I mean, you're dragging this on too long. But the fact that they put it in Buffalo and uh, genius move, genius it's, move on their part. It's very close to the Buffalo Sabres arena, Key Bank Arena. It's right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, credit to Ryan Mead. I mean, you look back. That's what Gar Gar Snow fired. You could say when Islander fans put up the sign that says "Get Snow Fired," and uh, it's just hysterical because no, I don't think anyone in the NHL landscape right now cares where he goes. They just want to see him saved because right now he can't get that surgery, which means it's even more time delayed from playing. And this is a guy you want to be seeing playing on on the ice. I mean, this guy's a talent, and it's hurting his career because you don't know how long an NHL career will last. But uh. The funniest thing was someone that works for a radio station up in Buffalo quote tweeted Ryan Mead's tweet and said, what a waste of money. And so I, I'm going to give credit to this fan at CF underscore dot net. This guy's name's Chris. Chris, well done here because he tweeted, the Buffalo Sabres said the same thing when Eichel asked to get the surgery to fix his broken neck. <laughs> so, I mean, money's money, Thanks. but it's not a waste of money because Ryan Mead knows what he's doing. It's publicity, first off. Steve Valaket quote-tweeted it because, you know, Valaket's been saying Eichel to the Rangers for a very long time Everyone quote-tweeted it. This thing yeah, is Yeah, oh, everywhere. everyone did. There's articles about it. And Ryan Mead, first off, helps him. That's great attention for him. But also, like, it's hysterical. And, it, and this has been a serious issue with Eichel. And it kind of makes it a, a little more comical now that it's like, right, fans are getting involved. You know Eichel saw it. He made a Twitter, by the way. I don't know if you saw that a couple like I saw a the week whole thing ago. where people yeah. thought it was fake and then there was yeah. a report that it was actually a fake account and it turns out it's well, real. The only way Eichel's going to get news about what people like think and stuff is by Twitter because his agent and uh, the Sabres aren't going to help him. Mm-hmm. I really think that all these athletes have access to it. It's just whether they want to make themselves an account or not. Like, it's all the ones that don't. It is. I wouldn't want to be on Twitter if I was a you know, athlete or celebrity or anything like that. I don't want to hear what people are saying about me. Well, yeah, you could, you could only be on Twitter if you have thick skin as an athlete. I mean, as anyone really, because people just share their opinions. Like, you know, it's not face to face. You can say whatever you want to somebody and some things are rather disrespectful. So if you don't have thick skin, it's going to really affect you. You see athletes all the time that quitting Twitter. Yeah. I got such a a, a retaliatory mindset where yeah, like even yeah. now, if somebody were to say something, I just go back at them. So if I had any type of status, th- like thankfully I don't. <laughs> I mean, I would just be getting dropped from whatever was hiring me. You know, it would just be a bad situation. So I am. Uh, if if I ever, you know, you could come back to this episode, episode forty five. If I ever make it where I have some type of status in this world, I will not be on social media. All right, so. Jack Eichel to the Rangers. You still, you still think it's possible? You think it's going to happen? Oh, 100% you think it's... possible. 
Will but do you think that's now? yeah? I, the thing is, I actually for the first time in this whole entire offseason like what Drury has done wholeheartedly, right? I, I've been on the record. I wrote an article about it that's saying what Drury is doing right now, you might not all appreciate, but there there are the right moves if you really think that the future and the young players that they have is the, the answer. So you can't be completely angry with it. But this is the one situation where he's handled it perfectly the whole time. Buffalo's leverage keeps going down. They keep asking for high things. They're, he's not going to give it to them. He basically looked at them, and what we had talked about a long time ago is you're not getting Lafreniere. You're not getting Kako. You're not getting Shesterkin. And you're not going to get Fox or Miller or one of our big established defensemen. So you start the conversations with the other people. And if you don't want to do that, we don't need him. And it's worked, right? Because now the Kings have gotten to know they're kind of out of this. The Ducks, I don't know. They might still be in it. The Wild are trying to still be in it. But they have the whole Kaprizov situation that they have to deal with too. So it looks like it's really, are they going to keep him or send him to the Rangers at this point? And if Buffalo really wants to move him, which I don't know why they would keep him at this point because of how disgruntled he is, he's not going to get the surgery they want. So it's just a a $10 million waste of space for them. Eventually, they're going to have to come closer to what the Rangers are asking, and and that's when the Rangers get a good deal. Seems like the the Sabres really can't. This was, you know, they botched the Taylor Hall thing. Then again, Taylor Hall didn't really help himself because Taylor Hall didn't play well. But, I mean, they got nothing back for Hall. And it's like, all right, well, they really can't mess this Eichel thing up. Like, this is Jack Eichel. And they're going to do it. And it's the sad thing is it's a different regime in Buffalo. You know, it's (laughs) not the same thing. It's not like, oh, you could blame one guy. It's like legitimately the whole entire organization has failed. From the top to the bottom has failed yet again. And we'll see. We'll see what the return is for Eichel. But like you said, teams are going on. If they don't get that big return, right, they're still going to get something like an an Edel – uh, Kratzoff, maybe they're still going to get one of probably Schneider, Lundqvist. You're going to get a first round pick, so the return's going to be good no matter what. Like I know Sabres fans don't want to hear that, but those players all have really high upsides. Oh, People know that Edel's sure. been in the league for what it's been. He's coming in his third season now. He's only 21, 22 years old. Like this is a young, young kid. He came in when he was 18, which is not that common anymore. I know a lot of the 18 year olds that come in are you know, of that high first-round talent. And he was yeah. able to do it being a late first-round pick. So, Edel's ceiling's high, Kratzoff's ceiling's high, the defenseman's ceilings are high. Uh, you're going to get a good return. But yeah. the fact, you're not going to get a number one overall pick or a number two overall pick for him when he has these health concerns and they don't have the leverage that they once had. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's just like it's, it's Jack Eichel. Yes, he's hurt. That doesn't help the case. But you, like you mentioned, though, the King signed in. I mean, teams are moving on because they don't want to wait. They don't want to wait and miss out on the other key key free agents and players like that. So it's interesting to see what happens. I can't see Ico playing for Buffalo when the puck drops. He's going to get moved before. We, you know, we have like a month until training camps, a little over a month until it's, it's training camps long, open man. up. I was decorating my apartment last night. I was hanging some things, and pretty much every single decoration I have is hockey. And I just was like, I need this to come back right now. Like, I miss hockey so much. This is yeah, always that lull where I love baseball. I, I enjoy watching it, but at the same time, I need hockey on TV. Well, I know there's 40 days until the Islanders play the Rangers for the first preseason game. Uh, that that will be the most hype I'll ever be. You want to come over, you know, watch preseason hockey with me? We could have a cold one. I, I bought some coolers, a nice little coffee table. We could have a setup. You know, maybe we'll live stream a preseason game. But yeah, we, we can do that. The problem we, uh, is that the, the Islanders preseason games are never on TV. 
they're playing the Rangers, so they will I be know, on so TV. That should that should help. Yep. I'm saying usually though, you have to go on the dark web to find the Islanders. I remember watching a couple of years ago. I was like, I was on. I don't even know what website I was on to try to get this preseason game. I don't know why I was trying that hard to find a preseason game, but I was. Hockey. You got that itch. We're addicts, man. Yeah, we we are addicts. But let's move on to uh, Joe Thornton heads to Florida. No, he is not retiring to the great Florida Sun. He's going to play for the Florida Panthers because he believes in what's going on there. He loves the roster. He said he hasn't been really to Florida at all, but he said he talked to Zito. He talked to the coach, obviously, Quentinville, and he said, yeah, I'm going to play here. I want to win. So what does that mean for Toronto? Is that a knock in the face at Toronto because he thinks he has a better chance of getting past the first round in Florida than he does with the Maple Leafs? Was that his quote that he wants to win yeah i don't know probably because if he really <laughs> said that that's a slap in the face but i look i i think it speaks more volumes to what he thinks about florida than it does about a disrespected toronto i think florida is a wagon they're the, very what, good they're, they're really they deep right if they didn't lose ekblad like they lost to tampa bay who won the they went to the cup, won the cup in six games, right? Yeah. And they battled. That was a hard-fought series. That's a rivalry hard-fought series, and they lost in six without arguably their number one defenseman. So that, I think that speaks to them. They're going to solidify their goaltending issues now because you have Bobrovsky still in Spencer Knight has kind of emerged as you know a guy that they're going to give a chance to, so he used at least a backup. But if Bobrovsky struggles, they really like this kid. Uh, they've added a lot. You're adding these veteran pieces now. I don't know, man. Florida's a really good team. I think he just thought that that situation is the closest to the cup. And, I mean, as good as Toronto is during the regular season, usually they haven't had that playoff success. So why would he risk, you know, another year of his oh, yeah. career, which is going to come to a close soon, when he could go there and try to win one in Florida? I mean, they they made great moves. They got rid of some guys on the books. I know Keith Yandel is a fan favorite, but... But he's gone. But they signed Reinhardt. They signed Thornton. I mean, they, you look up and down the roster. They they made key moves at, you know, Wenberg. Made, people might think, all right, well, Alex Wenberg has been really relevant in a couple of years. But he's going to Florida, a new system. You know, you see how he pans out. But Brendan Montour in yep. defense. We saw the trade they made during the regular season to get a defenseman. Gusev's a great signing. I mean, it's just like what, what Florida's doing right now. I'm sorry, Gusev is no longer on Florida. They waived him. but Or he's a free agent. But, you know, you see the moves that they made. And, again, they had such a great... No one remembers the season they had last year. Didn't they finish ahead of Tampa? Yeah, Tampa. Yeah. They, they did finish ahead of Tampa. Yeah, I mean, that's Act, just... Yeah, they finished two. Tampa was three. And that was really... The, this is really the first time that that rivalry is kind of relevant. Yes, they've always been in Florida with Tampa. Like, Tampa, Florida Panthers, and the Lightning. They've always been relevant as, all right, that's an in-state rivalry. But nothing like last year where they played each other hard and then they played each other in the playoffs and they're both good. And that's great for hockey. I mean, especially in Florida where, you know, you go to Florida and there's so much other stuff to do than go watch a hockey game. And that's not people on many people's radars to go watch. But you've been to a Panthers game. I've been to a Panthers game. The BB&T Center. It's amazing. It's great. It's in Sunrise, Florida. I mean, it's a fantastic place to go watch a hockey game. It's got to pack that place now. And I think now, of course, with... You know, hopefully COVID regulations, everything, everyone's going to be safe. But that's been a place notoriously for people not showing up to watch the Panthers. You think now that they're relevant and that they're good and they're on the rise and they could even be better than they were last year. You would hope that place is now packed. Yeah. 
And you, I mean, they also added Sam Reinhart, who yeah. kind of flew under the radar this offseason because of the whole Eichel situation there. But Sam Reinhart is a very good hockey player as well. So you add him to that forward group. I mean, you already got Barkov there, right? You got Hooper, though. The list goes on and on with the forwards that they have and the talent they have on that roster. So they're a very good team. Very Spence, good team in Florida. And Spencer, I mean, you see they they let, um, what's his name, go to Seattle. Drieger. Chris Drieger. Chris they Drieger. They trust didn't, Exactly. And when you trust Spencer Knight, a young up-and-coming goalie who showed you last year that he, he could win. I mean, you go back to how bad is this Borowski contract. Now, if you want... You know, you have Knight learning from a great goaltender. You know, that's irreplaceable experience to be with Bobrovsky. But you also want to hope that Bobrovsky could be a number one goalie still because he hasn't really shown that he that he's going to be able to do that. And now you have Spencer Knight. You have a young guy already go with the old old grizzled vet. It's a tough decision, but that's that's a great thing to have for a team to have two great goalies. You just hope mm-hmm. that Bobrovsky can get back to being that great goalie because... I mean, that contract might be one of the worst contracts ever if he just pans out and doesn't really do much. And you see, let's say Spencer Knight takes the, the reins this year and becomes the number one, which could definitely happen based on the way we saw him play. Great for Florida. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, you're paying a lot in a back of goalie. Do you think about moving Bobrovsky? Can he move him? Probably not. Not at his age. I mean, he has to show something. But again, we talk about goalie tandems all the time. If Bobrovsky get back to his winning ways and Spencer Knight could show that he can continue to grow and improve, that's a dangerous tandem out in Florida. It really is. So, you know, you move on from the Florida Panthers, and you talk about the team that Joe Thornton left to head to Florida and the Toronto Maple Leafs and what they are doing with their backs being strapped against the cap and that whole team. You know, they haven't gotten out of the first round. They were up 3-1 against Montreal and choked it away, and Toronto fans are really getting pissed off now. And Austin Matthews there number one player their franchise you know centerpiece off-season wrist surgery which he played through basically the entirety of the campaign which is just nuts i mean <laughs> hockey players are a different that, breed that's, which not the nut, that's not even the nuts part though he played with a heart wrist first off taking wrist shots and his his notorious shot is just absurd Legal. but the amount of pain he must have been in i mean you saw it we they talked about it the whole year wrist isn't healthy i mean it's it's tough he scores 41 goals 41 goals with in 56 a, games. 41 goals in 56 games, and all you do when you shoot is move your wrists. I mean, the adrenaline helps. We know, again, the other day, my guy getting hit in the, in the family jewels and playing the rest of the game and then having to go to the hospital. I mean, that's pure adrenaline. But you're talking about Austin Matthews, you probably get slashed there all the time. Because, again, if you know that someone has a bad wrist, you're going you're gonna to slash them there. That's all about hockey is getting underneath people's skins. And if you know someone's hurt, you're probably going to take advantage of it. The fact that he scored 41 goals, I mean, that's just absurd. And then you hear about it in the offseason that he gets hurt. And then it just goes back to the idea that where do hockey players come from? Because compared to any other sport, first off, as a star, if, if Austin Matthews is a baseball player, again, baseball players have to use their wrist to swing. He's out probably the whole year in baseball. They probably don't want to get him hurt. He's probably out the whole year. And pretty much basketball, there's no way he's going to play. I mean, what sport besides hockey is he playing in any other sport with this injury? Probably not. I mean, you could look at it from two aspects, right? You can look at it as other sports are more cautious and preventative measures for their athletes. They try to protect them more. And hockey players, there's a ingrained philosophy that if you can walk or move or play through it, you're going to. And, I mean, that is fair, but at the same time, if you're looking at baseball and how long some of these people are out for, and yeah, it's different muscle groups, it's different movements, different mobility needed for that sport, but 
I mean, you look at a hockey player, right? And if if they have every time the Stanley Cup playoffs ends, this is always what I say. Every time the yeah. Stanley Cup playoff ends, every team, regardless of if you were eliminated in the first round, second, third, or if you were in the cup, comes out after that, you know, about seven to ten players were battling injuries, some broken wrists that they played through. They just wrapped up, got shots ejected, all these things because the willpower of wanting to play for your team and wanting to hoist that cup and wanting to be on the ice is greater than it is in other sports wanting to be on the field. And I mean, I don't know if it speaks to their salaries in comparison to other salaries. I don't know if it speaks to just the level of mentality that it takes to be a hockey player as opposed to other sports, but it is vastly different when you compare the toughness and the ability to play through injury when you compare hockey to baseball, basketball, football, soccer. I mean, you make a great point. Salary does play a part because in those other sports, they're just getting paid such a much larger amount of money that it's a liability thing. They don't want their best player, the guy they're paying the most money, to be out. If they keep them out a little longer, that way they're healthy enough, they'll wait. Especially in baseball, it's a long season. But when you look at hockey, Kaloran this past uh, playoff run had fuck freaking rods in his foot. Rods in his knee, excuse me, or tibia, whatever he damaged. And then you look about Carlson, Eric Carlson, a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Or now it's not even a couple. It's a, a long time ago in the playoffs playing with a broken foot. You just don't see that in other sports. And I, I mean, that's a credit to, I think, just hockey players, just the willingness to do whatever it takes to win. I know Kalorn was talking to doctors like, I want to play, I want to play. He had, again, Rods in his leg. And they were like, no, it's, it's just not a good idea. But the fact that he was willing to play with Rods, I mean, one hit. You're in trouble. They did, Again, they just want to win. And that's something that, I guess, draws us to hockey because in other sports, sometimes they lollygag or not give 110%. I mean, you look at hockey players. First off, if you're not giving 110%, your coach isn't playing you. We've seen in the right. past when players slack, that's it. If they don't get back on defense, that's it. I remember Patrick Laine made a bad play for Columbus this year. Benched. I mean, Terrell loves benching people. But, I mean, it's just... You need to show 110% effort each night, whether you're hurt or not. And again, that's more of a respect thing, too. I have a lot more respect for hockey athletes for playing through injuries. Sometimes I think it's a little ridiculous. Like, listen, you are hurt, my guy. You go you go out there and take another hit. You, I mean, yes, you want to help your team win, but at what cost? If you get hurt in the middle of a game now, now you're short players. And we've seen that happen where benches are short and in the playoffs, that's really tough. But... At the end of the day, it's such a respect level to see athletes go out there and give it all they can when hurt to try to win the most glorious award in, in, in sports in raising a Stanley Cup. It, it's true. And, I mean, that whole Kalorn situation just exemplifies it. Gregory Campbell, I think a couple of years ago now, when he battled through that whole minute shift on a broken leg and yeah. hobbled off, like all those instances are, are relevant in, in explaining that the toughness of a hockey player. And it's definitely something that we have to uh, value as fans and, and be thankful that it's not us that are battling through these injuries like they do. But we're going to jump to a quick commercial break right now. When we come back, we're going to dive into Rangers Islanders news, a lot of other hockey things to talk about as well. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us here on the Back Check on Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back, everybody, to the Back Check. Brendan and Stephanie here. Episode 45 of the show. And we're going to dive into some of the things that we have not talked about. Uh, obviously, we Stefan has been on vacation. I've been busy, so we haven't recorded a little bit uh, off-season. We'll do that to you again, to that lull. But we haven't discussed anything since the Evander Kane saga came out, right? With his ex-wife coming out on social media saying he gambles on games and you know him responding and saying, no, I don't do that. That's ridiculous. And then he called her out. And it was just a whole big drama that unfolded. There's some reports that teammates might not be as fond of him in the locker room and, and all this stuff. So I'll toss it to you first, your take on the whole Evander Kane drama and what the implications are for the league if it were to actually be true. Yeah, so first off, we got to get back to the fact that you are innocent until proven guilty because, again, as much as it's pretty much looks like it's possibly true because of his you know, his uh, his past with getting in trouble and bankruptcy and betting. But again, they got to prove it. Obviously, he's coming out and saying that she's lying. You know, everything's reversed. But to me, is if he is caught and there's proof that he bet on his own games, that's a life ban. I mean, that's as easy as it is for me. That's, you're done. Because careers, you put careers in jeopardy. You put, I mean, you put the respect of hockey and the game itself in question, and that's not a good look for a sport that's trying to grow. Just got a new ESPN deal. Hopefully helping the sport grow. To have an athlete that's been gambling on their team. Again, I think it makes it worse that the team's been bad because that's not fair to the Shark fans, the organization, your teammates. Again, in hockey, it's very hard to blow a game. You know, you have to be like you have to be the one putting in the net. If you're a goalie, it makes more sense. Like, Yeah, that's one way to blow a game. If you're betting against yourself, you let in a goal. But in hockey, though, there's so many other things. But what could happen is if the Sharks are are down 2-1 in the game and he's betting against the Sharks and he's out there on the ice, he might not try to create or do something. That's very possible. But if he's caught doing this and he did bet on the on the Sharks, which, again, I don't think he would because how dumb are you? How, how dumb do you have to be? And it's not profitable to, to, to bet against the Sharks because they weren't favorites to begin with. So I don't think financially it was a good decision either. But I, I can't see him doing this. There's probably some truth to what's going on that he probably doesn't call his daughter and probably isn't a great family. And he's out at the bars instead of, I know I had to put like their foreclosure on their house. That that stuff could all be true. And it could be he could be betting on sports. I just think I find it very hard for him to do that. But again, his teammates don't want to play with him. There's a lot of stuff going on. But again, if he is caught, Doing this and betting on saber game, uh, excuse me, on shark games, life bad. Yeah, I mean, public divorces are always messy, so I feel like everything yeah. that's coming out, you take with a grain of salt until you see some factual evidence behind it. But I don't think there would be much merit to her claim if there, if he didn't have his track record made public of you know the casino claiming he owed them X amount of money and he was declared bankruptcy and all that stuff. But last season in fifty six games, he had forty nine points. So if he was he throwing great, he and great doing year. things like that, he wasn't really trying very hard because he did play really well. So looking at the statistics, I don't know if you're going to have 22 goals, 27 assists in 56 games if you're going to be necessarily throwing games. 
unless yeah. he was trying to cover the puck lines all the time, and that's why he went off. But listen, I I don't want to say he did it right. I don't want to make any assumptions, so I'm gonna let it play out. But if he did, like like you said, lifetime ban, right? Look at what Pete Rose, right? Pete Rose had, had gambled, and he's not in the Hall of Fame, even though he was a 400 hitter. So if the MLB is going to still be that strict on him, the NHL has to drop the hammer on this and and say, hey, you're you're done, man. Right? I mean, based on your past, based on that, you you can't destroy the integrity of the game, especially after what happened with the Tim Peel mic up. I was just going to say that. So I, I think that two instances like that in one season is a bad look for the NHL. They banned Tim Peel, and if this winds up being true, you have to ban Evander Kane, too. You set that precedent, you got to follow it. Again, like, why are you betting on the Sharks? I mean, it just... It, it can explain why they lose all the time. That's the only thing that explains. But like you said, he had a great season, statistically. It's very hard to blow a game when you're playing very well. I know stats don't tell the whole story about effort, but you think if his effort was ever in question or the coaches saw an effort in question... We would have heard about that. We would have seen him getting benched. We didn't see that. He played well. So it's tough. And again, we don't know all the details. Could this be just an X going off and trying to get him in as much trouble as possible? Yeah, but the thing that she was saying, like she had to sell her uh, her wedding ring. They had to foreclose on their house. I mean, that's all approval stuff. Like We should know if, right now if that's a truth or not because she either did that or didn't. And we'll never know about him talking to his daughter. He said he tried to call her. The ex-wife won't let him talk. The ex-wife says he never calls. And he's out partying all the time. And again, based on Ann Vanderkin's lifestyle and what we've seen in the past, I would probably tend to believe that he was out there partying stuff. He says he's a great dad. I can't question him being a dad because I've never seen him around his kid. But it's just a messy situation. And one that, again, the Sharks are just trying to be a better hockey team. And this kind of takes over the fact that what they're trying to build there. It doesn't help bringing people in because I know his teammates said, or a majority of his teammates said they don't want to play with him next year. Because, again, if you're a team and you find out your team's teammates blowing the lead or blowing games on purpose, true or not, you don't. who wants to be playing with a guy like that? Nobody. Yeah, that's it's a real sticky situation. There's no other way to say it, which is yeah. why, like, it goes back to the point earlier about the you know athletes on social media and all that stuff. This is a divorce that's supposed to be private, playing out publicly. Yeah. So she could be spilling lies in between the truths that are also there to make it seem more realistic. He could be lying and covering his own behind. Like we honestly do not know, and it's not our you know right to know what's going on in their personal lives. But if the NHL is doing an investigation, you know, hopefully. It comes to fruition that he wasn't that way. You know, we can kind of put this to bed and and move on from this issue. But like you said, San Jose really fell from grace really quickly. I mean, I feel like it was just it was they a couple of Stanley seasons Cup ago finals. when they were a double OT goal away from you know advancing or whatever it was that the penalty, the whole situation there with Pavelski and. I mean, they, oh, they got to took the, next the round. He got it in the face, right? Yeah, they got was to the next round. Is that Timo Meyer scoring and beating Vegas? Correct. Is that, yeah. Yeah, they, so, like, they jumped on it. They thought that that was their year, and then all of a sudden they just collapsed. And, I mean, they, they had three or four seasons like that where they were second round easily, and they just couldn't get over that hump. So, you really thought that they were going to have one at least, get Marlowe his cup, get Thornton his cup, and they couldn't do it. And now they're yeah. just in utter shambles right now. This is probably their low point. Yeah, I mean, you look back and it's 
as the Sharks have gotten worse, Martin Jones has gotten exponentially worse. And his signing in Philly, I think I talked about it on the It's just like... It makes no sense. It, it, it makes no sense. Regardless of how good Carter Hart was last year, and he was brutal last year, like terrible, to bring in a guy like Martin Jones to help him, I get it. Martin Jones, NHL goalie, he could help goalies for sure. No, he could help them because he could say, hey, Carter, listen... I've been as Don't bad as do you what were I last do. year for five years now, and I still have a number one job, so don't worry about it. it. It works in this league. I just, out of all the goalies that were available, for him to learn from, at Martin Jones ain't it. it. It goes up there with, like, bringing in a Britain Hopi. The only thing with Hopi is you could say he won. Like, well, Hopi he's was won good a for cup. a while, so that would be the, a yeah. solid move if they but, were mentoring. But, like, if Carter Hart again... Like, like, the Flyers tried to improve on defense, which they didn't, really, they didn't really add any strong defensemen. They added offensive defensemen, which I guess helps because you can get more offense from the back end, but you're trying to keep pucks out of your net. The one signing they made was out of the trade, excuse me, Ellis. I mean, Ristolainen has his flaws on defense. The Endel has his flaws on defense. So pretty much Brian Ellis is the guy they got. So out of three defensemen to help your defense, one of them is probably going to do it. And you need, you're going to need Carter Hart to be freshman year Carter Hart. Like, what he showed, what he's capable of. So if, they, if they have another bad year from Hart, I'm sorry, you can't rely on Martin Jones to win you 15 games, which they'll probably need from him. It's just not going to happen because if Carter Hart's playing bad with the defense in front of him, there's no way, and I'll eat my words for this, sure, I'll, whatever. There's no way, there's no way Martin Jones is going to have a good year if their defense is bad. He can't stand on his head. He showed that in San Jose that when they fell apart defensively and he didn't get help, he didn't help himself at all either. Correct. I that's why the move doesn't make sense because you know Brian Elliott didn't work out right and he was a veteran guy behind Carter Hart and Martin Jones is a similar thing where he's been around hasn't really been good and now you're gonna have him as the backup option I, I feel like they should have went a little more sturdy of a route but you know we can kind of segue that to the Rangers and Islanders talks because both of them have tandems right that the Rangers tandem might be coming to an end they're gonna look to trade Georgiev but they have Kincaid and I still cling on to a small ounce of hope that maybe they will bring in Lundqvist if he is ready to to go. I saw the picture of what he posted with his pads getting up. And I mean, regardless of what team you rooted for as, as a kid or adult, and if he was one of your rivals and you hated playing against him, or if you were a Rangers fan, you loved having him don yeah. that jersey, right? I mean, come on, man. Just to see somebody battle through open heart surgery twice now, he did have that. He was trying to come back, had a setback, and now he's coming back again. He'll be playing in this league. I really have the utmost confidence in that. I think so, too. And, again, growing up loving the Islanders, hating the Rangers, it was just something about Lundqvist that you just respected him. As a goalie myself, I mean, watching Lundqvist was a spectacle. You knew every single game. You are probably getting four out of five. Wow. What a save. Each game, he was a competitor. And again, you want to see a guy like that who never won but had success go out on his own terms. Obviously, open heart surgery, having a heart issue. Really, most people aren't coming back and playing, you know, ever again. They're fortunate enough to live and you know walk and be able to like have hanging with their family and stuff like that. Blunkers is fighting to come back and to come back for the Rangers. First off, leaving was that a mistake? No, the franchise had to move on. Lundqvist had to, he didn't have a role there. That's fine. But now you've had a year for that, a year and a half for that to sink in and be okay. You know what? It it, it makes sense to bring him back, especially if they move Georgiev, because 
get Lundqvist's final farewell tour. See what this Rangers team can do. I think he comes back better than he was the last year with the Rangers. I mean, again, it's very hard to get into a groove when you're playing with three goalies you have to compete with. Now, if Georgiev's gone and Lundqvist is your backup, he loves New York. He's always going to be a New Yorker, and I think to get that one last chance to go win a cup, but more importantly, never play a game in another uniform because he never played with the Capitals. I think that's really big, especially as he's a Hall of Famer. So I think that it's awesome for him to start his career with one team and end his career. When you looked at New York athletes coming up during that same time, I mean, you compare him to Derek Jeter. Only played in one uniform, was the captain. No, Lundqvist wasn't the quote-unquote captain of the Rangers, but after every loss, he took it upon himself to, to always take responsibility. He was a leader in the locker room. He didn't wear the C, but you could say, as a Ranger fan, you could say mm-hmm. he was a captain in that locker room. So he reminds me a lot of Derek Jeter. And if Derek Jeter left and played for another team, is, his, is what he did in New York tainted a little bit? Maybe, but again, these are these are New York New York athletes, and they've been in their whole career. I want to see Lundqvist finish with the Rangers. I think it would be an awesome story. That's like with Brodeur. But that was awful to yeah. see him go to another team like the Blues where he looked terrible in a Blues uniform, and then he goes into their management. He's now with the Devils, but that never should have happened. He should have retired as a Devil, and that should have been it because it, we're talking about Martin Brodeur, one of the greatest goalies to ever play the game, and now some kids grow up knowing him as a St. Louis Blue. Like That's, that's just disgusting. Yeah, I mean, the buyout happened, I think, more for the fact that the Rangers wanted him to try to win a cup. They knew they were rebuilding, and he wouldn't leave if given the choice because he does love New York. I mean, even this offseason, he donated all that money to the New York City food banks, and he had that whole thing going. So, like I said, people don't realize just how important he was to the community off the ice, let alone on it. So I would love to see Lundqvist come back. I think that his last season got cut short with the fans and – and he didn't have that opportunity. They were playing in that bubble. And if he could come back, have a couple of games that impact MSG, that would just be just an unreal sight. I, I would pay so much money to watch him start one more game. Just one at game. MSG. That's, yeah. That's all I want. And who knows? I mean, I doubt that happens. We, I don't think we really see that in hockey. But if they sign Lundqvist, he plays one game and then retires. I don't think we'll see that. I think if he's on this team, he's going to have to play a, a, a solid part. But again, you think it comes down to Georgiev has to be moved for that to happen. Well, he has to be moved for it to happen regardless. But I think he's going to be moved anyway. I think that they trust Kincaid. Kincaid at most times last season looked better than Georgiev in my opinion. I've been on record and I might be hard on him, but I don't think that Georgiev is a good goaltender in this league. I really don't. He makes some outstanding saves and he has some outstanding moments, but he makes a lot of mistakes a lot of soft ones get past him. Two years ago, Lundqvist had a 311. He had a 303. wasn't that far off, but everyone was you know, down Lundqvist's throat saying, oh, this guy sucks. He's washed. Last season, he had the highest goals against average on the team again. It's a trend, right? He's not that good of a goaltender. He's a backup goaltender in this league, maybe. Um, maybe some team will give him a chance to start, but I do not think he's a capable starter. I think that Kincaid is... A suitable backup that's much cheaper, much more affordable. You can move that two million dollars elsewhere, get rid of that contract this season, have Kincaid seven fifty K, whatever it is, cap it, and free up that space to maybe grab another defenseman or add something even at the deadline if you're competing because you have that flexibility now. So I, I to me, your gift has to be gone regardless. And if you bring in Lundquist after that, great. If you stick with Kincaid, I'm fine with that too. But Kyogiev dominates the Islanders. He does. And honestly, like I know you say that as a joke, 
That's I mean, probably the reason he's keeping. Yeah, like, they're still keeping him around because of how well he played against the Islanders. But we talked about this last year when there was the whole debate: Do you go Georgiev in this game, or do you go Shesterkin against the Islanders? Shesterkin's your number one, right? You just paid him like he's your number one. You're starting him in those big games. Uh, I mean that that kind of settles that whole debate. So get lost with that whole thing. I mean he's playing. So what do you want to see? I mean obviously Shesterkin got paid on his extension, but you talk about weak goals, and yeah, Georgiev did, but Sesterkin allowed some weak ones as well last year, and maybe that's not from being the pure number one not playing every game like he should be. I know we talked about how you just got to ride him. You think that in this this upcoming season, they're going to ride him off, and you'll see him get into more of a rhythm, less weak goals per game, and you'll see him become that golden that everyone expects him to be? I think that he's still getting comfortable. Right, I mean, because every goalie allows weak goals. It's going to happen throughout no, the course I, of the season. Believe me, but, yeah, well aware of that. But uh, for him, it's just he has those moments where he's solid. And when he gets hot, he's really unbeatable. And, and we saw he had back-to-back shots against the Devils. Once he got one, like they just kept coming. It, it, he gets hard to beat. But he does have – he moves a lot. That, that's one thing I've noticed is he he's likes He's overly aggressive. And, yeah, he slides a lot. And I think he's going to tone that down a little bit. But – once he gets consistent playing time where it's not, you know, sputtered throughout the course of a 56-game season, he's not splitting at times with Georgiev, he's going to, to be able to get into that groove. And even at the times where he does look like he's allowing soft goals, there no one's scoring more than three a game against him. It just yeah. it doesn't happen that often. So but, the Rangers, I think, but the Rangers lost so many close games last year that those those weak goals, again, he's allowing what's it, less than it three goals the, a game. Yep, it was the first eight, first eight games that he played. There was at least one soft goal every game uh, that wound up costing the Rangers a couple of points early on in the season. It wouldn't have been a difference maker come they lost they were out by ten points. But um, he, he, I remember those first eight games. One against the Penguins stands out when it was like a, a wrist shot that never left the ice and a beating five hole from the top yeah. of the circle. It just couldn't happen. But once he settled in, I mean, those weak goals stopped and and he was making some outstanding saves. So. I think that the Rangers fans don't have to worry about Shesterkin. I think he's only played, I think, 47 games in this league. Let him get an 82-game season as your true number one and just watch the numbers climb. How many games do you think he starts this year? Based on what they paid him, I would say he has to start at least 55. Okay, I was going to say 55 to 60. That, I, I that's a good, that good range It depends there. who their backup is, and I think it also depends on health. But... If he can stay healthy, I mean, 60 should be in reach. You give your backup 22 games, let him play 60. Why not? And this Shesterkin contract has led Islander fans to believe that Sorokin deserves the same thing. And I'll be the first to say no for the sole factor that Sorokin and Varlamov have Great, great tandem last year. Sorokin showed that he can exp- he exponentially grew at the, as the season went on. It was a rough start. But you have to remember, this guy Sorokin, who right now is an RFA still, their contracts, there's no question that a contract's going to get done. This guy's an elite-level talent. He played in, let's see how many games he played in last year. It just wasn't a lot and not, not and nothing close to what brings break, big money. He played in 22 games last year. He mm-hmm. started 21 games. He had a 918 state percentage of 2.17 goals against average. Now, again, Islander fans, he's playing behind one of the top two, three best defensive groups in the entire hockey league. 
So that helps with his stats. And he just, yes, he's proven to be a guy, but you run him as a number one. I mean, that's why Sisterkin got what he got, because that's number one goalie money. Varlamov's still in the books for this year, and after the Vezina-type season he had, where, quite frankly, he got snubbed from being a candidate, I don't think he should have won, but he got snubbed. You gotta use that to your advantage. You roll. You have to run a tandem back again this year. And Sorokin should he play more games in twenty two? Yeah, probably. Well, it, first off, it depends on how good Varlamov is out of the gate. Because again, the Islanders are on a thirteen game road trip. He's your number one goalie. Thirteen game road trip, and after, he started off last season the greatest start he's ever had to his career. Last season, it was just unreal. I mean, remember against the rain, he had like what two shutouts in his first two games. It was just, but he kept going. It, it kept going. He was fantastic. Again, there's no problem having a tandem. We talk about tandems. There's only a handful of teams that have a number one they can truly ride. Other teams rely on tandem. We've seen in the postseason three years in a row for the Islanders. They use both guys. It's a need. You saw this year. Sorokin helps the Islanders beat the Penguins. Without Sorokin, the Islanders get eliminated in round one. No if, and, or buts. Sorokin stood on his head was unreal. Maybe the stats don't show that he did, but you watch the eye test. I mean, the amount of saves he made in big moments to get them over was great. And then Varlamov took over. And Varlamov helped them get past the Bruins. I mean, it worked out. If you had an, again, if Sorokin shows that he could be a legit number one goalie in this NHL and be a top five goalie in the league, of course, you have to play him as many games as possible. But that would be if, like, the Islanders, if the Islanders didn't have a backup, like a backup like a Varlamov, or not even a backup, he's a starter, but a, a pure number one on the team already. Yeah, Sorokin's taking the reins. He's having a career gear probably. He gets paid if he wants to, and everything is great. But Varlamov is so good, and in this system, Varlamov is shining. I'm not saying Varlamov is an amazing goalie if you take him out of this Islander system. Look at it. Is Robin Leonard an amazing goalie out of the system? I mean, Vegas has a great system as well. I mean, the teams that Leonard has been on since Buffalo have been fantastic. Again, nothing away from Leonard. He's played great. But you have to look at the systems these guys play in. The Rangers, Sesterkin... Had to be a lot better. Their defense wasn't as good. The defense definitely took a step forward last year, I believe. And again, that happens with Fox being a heck of a defense in himself. Lindgren, you have guys. Miller coming into his own. But you have Sorokin and Varlamov. Sorokin is not a number one goalie yet. Can he be? Sure. Can it happen after this year? Sure. But going into this season now, especially the Islanders try to stay contenders where did they improve their roster? That's up for debate. You gotta go back with the tandem until one guy proves that he can handle it or can't. If Varlamov shows he can't handle it and Sorokin's your number one and he's playing outstanding, great. That's for his next contract. But right now, only after playing 22 games in the NHL, you can't look at big money for the guy. You can't, it's not a comparison. Sorokin and Sorokin are both exceptional goalies. Neither one has played in one season. The only reason that Sorokin's getting paid a lot more and will get paid a lot more is because he's the pure number one. They don't have a Varlamov to to be alongside him. Correct. It's two different scenarios for two very good goaltenders. I think that's what people have to realize. And next season's 82 games. That's 26 more games for Sorokin to have a chance at playing, for them to split. You're going to see more of him. And I think the perfect contract here is a two-year deal, right? Last year of Varlamov's contract, you get yeah. him a two-year deal, you get an affordable team-friendly contract going. He plays as a tandem this year. He becomes your number one next year. And it's a kind of a trial year where you say, okay, you're our number one now. Let's see what you got over a course of a full season. And if he proves that he is the number one, which I think he will because he looks like he's that good of a goaltender, then you give him your Shesterkin type of contract, right, where you solidify him as your number one. The Rangers are not going to let Georgiev be their number one goaltender, and they're not going to let Keith Kincaid be their number one goaltender. Yeah. So the obvious choice there is Shesterkin, and that's why he got that contract. His agent knew it. He knew it. The team knew it. 
they came to a conclusion. So that's what happened. And on the island, like you just said, you have two number ones. So he's not going to get that number one type contract when Farlamov is there and he's not going to be playing 55, 60 games like I expect Shesterkin to. He'll play 41. Varlamov will play 41, and that would probably be content with everybody because they're both really good, and like you said, that system favors goaltenders as it is. So Yeah, it would be such an easy answer if Varlamov wasn't playing as well. as It's a liability not for Varlamov not to play. And again, it, it, it really matters on how they come out of the gate. We got Islanders starting a 13-game road trip. That is a tough thing for pretty much any team to do, and that is the longest start to a road for the, a team on the road to start an NHL season ever. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a battle. You're going to need both goalies. You know, Trotz is going to need both goalies to run. And it's pretty much which goalie comes through there. I mean, if, if Varlamov comes out of the gate hot and Sorokin doesn't, you're going to ride Varlamov. Trotz has always gone with the 10, but he's always rode the hot hand. We look at the Islanders' last couple of regular seasons. They've had streaks, again, a couple of years ago. 10-game winning streak, 17-game point streak. You ride the on hand. Both goalies are playing well. So it'll come down to what happens, I feel like, early in the season because you need to get those points. But again, Sorokin has proven that he has the potential to be a top goal in the NHL. But after 22 games, 21 starts, a couple of playoffs, uh, playoff series wins, which, again, Sorokin doesn't have. He hasn't really had that opportunity. And against Carolina, it wasn't really a close matchup. It's going to be interesting to see, but we, we know one thing, that the goaltending in New York... Don't even count the Sabres. Again, I'm sorry. We're not counting the Sabres. But Islanders-Rangers, you look at the goaltending. It's going to be a, a goaltending rivalry. for ver- These two guys are going to be top 10 in the league for a long time. It just, when Isaro can get the reins to be the number one, and just can play to that level as the number one now after getting a hefty payday. I think he does, right? Uh, I think that Soroka will too once his comes in. Uh, we we had this conversation for about what was it three years before they both came over. We were waiting and anticipating and watching all the saves from Moscow. And yeah. I mean, now they come here and you're seeing the same type of things. So Sturkin's making these crazy saves against Philly. You got Sorokin just always robbing Sidney Crosby with splits yeah. and. And I, I think that's the the big thing for both of them is how eerily calm they were, like starting yeah. in the NHL. Sorokin had a, a rough first game against the Rangers. Yeah, rough it wasn't games, supposed yeah, to be that his first game. game was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be his game. It was supposed to be uh, Varlamov. He got hurt in the warm-ups. He came in. That's a rough scenario. But after that, the composure was crazy not to let that rattle him. And then you watch Sturkin who just comes out, eats everything up. and It's like these guys are older than a normal rookie, but still coming into the, the best league in the world is a, a tough task. And they both – lived up to the expectations so far, they're going to have their bumps in the road. It's going to happen, right? Chesterkin's going to have a couple of bad games. Sorokin's going to have a couple of bad games. You can't expect him to every game be two or fewer goals like he was doing during that run. But yeah, you've got to live with a couple of, of rough ones and, and just enjoy what they're going to have. But we, we know how good this Rangers rivalry with the Islanders is going to be and how the fans are going to enjoy it. Only four games next season is going to feel like we're all getting gypped a little bit. But yeah. I mean, you have the Capitals, Flyers, Rangers, Islanders, Penguins, Hurricanes, Bruins, uh, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Panthers, and Canadians. Those 11 teams kind of vying for eight playoff spots. Three good teams are going to be missing the postseason, and I really wonder who those three teams are going to be. Yeah, before we do close out the show, we we didn't talk about the Adam Pellet contract, and this guy just hates money. 
He just hates money. I mean, he does. I mean, he signs All his in. money is going to uh, hair implants. Yeah, yeah, very funny. And, uh, yeah, he gets an eight-year, 5.75 AAV. That's $46 million for a number one defenseman, one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. I mean, you watch him. I know Elliot Friedman said he really didn't pay close attention to him during the regular season, but in the playoffs, he said it was impossible not to love what you saw. I mean, Pelic is one of those guys that just shuts down anyone that comes in his face. Doesn't matter if you were a star of a team. Doesn't matter what kind of player you are. He's not letting any puck get by him. He's got a very long stick and he knows how to use it. And he's just a guy. And the reason he didn't get paid a lot, you can look back, look at like what Darnell Nurse got or, you know, the contract Seth Jones got. I mean, those are big time numbers. They are more offensive. And we're in a sport where offense... For some reason, offense, I guess because fans love it, offense is much more moneymaker than defense. But at the end of the day, it's funny because Pelic's a guy that's placed deep into playoff runs when those other teams aren't, those players aren't guys that go deep into playoff runs because he's just great on defense. And we know the old saying, defense wins championships, is so true. I mean, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can't rely on goal scoring in the playoffs. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. So you're completely right. Adam Pelic is... Worth all that money, probably more, but the Islanders got a little break there. And that's going to do it for episode 45 of the Back Check. We thank you for sticking with us. Coming up is Couchside Sports. Don't change this channel. Great show coming up next. Thank you for listening to us on the Unhinged Radio Network, powered by Belly Up Sports. And we will see you again next week. The Back Check is your one-stop shop for NHL news and all things Rangers and Islanders. Thanks for sticking with us for this edition of The Back Check. Follow the show on social media at BackCheckPod. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 